ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, April 3rd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here until 6 o'clock. We'll be getting your text in this hour. 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. It is Monday, so we're basically recapping the weekend, looking ahead with you. We've got the big one tonight. The NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship will be decided in Houston as San Diego State will take on Connecticut. San Diego State eliminating FAU in devastating fashion. You hit a last-second jumper like that, and you send the other team packing. That's going to sting for a long time. And then, of course, Connecticut continuing to do what it does. Connecticut beating Miami, but I thought that San Diego State FAU game, that was probably the better game of the two. And I know as herd fans, you're happy for San Diego State. I know on social media, I saw plenty of you enjoying the FAU misery. Sure, they got to the Final Four. Sure, they're the darlings of the tournament. You weren't having that. So you're enjoying the misery. I get it. I completely understand. Yeah, sort of. Marshall never seems to get get along with the Florida schools. For some reason, anytime Marshall's in a conference mate with a Florida school, the herd just doesn't seem to get along with the Florida schools. I, I don't know what it is. It's something in the water down there. I, I don't know what it is about Florida schools and Marshall. Yeah, that's uh, that's always been a thing for at least uh, the the immediate past and foreseeable future. That just always seems to be a thing. Marshall fans, not what is it? What is it about Florida schools? What don't you like about Florida schools? And we got to go back to, of course, UCF as well. Definitely on the basketball court. Football, it started to get away from the thundering herd, but on the basketball court, that was a pretty good rivalry back in the day. And when I say back in the day, it wasn't that long ago. But I always got up for a Marshall FAU game, even if Marshall was dominating. And then when Marshall was in the same league with Central Florida, I always got up for that one as well. So what is it about the Florida schools? I'm kind of curious. But we've got the championship game tonight, minus FAU. It's going to be San Diego State and Connecticut. We begin our coverage at 7.30 p.m. Brought to you, brought to you locally by Kentucky Farmers Bank and go Mart. So the national championship to be decided right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9:30. Yesterday, the women's NCAA championship, LSU defeated Iowa 102 to 85. This is the fourth title for head coach Kim Mulkey. So congratulations to Coach Mulkey. Busy weekend for the Thundering Herd. We'll get into a lot of that with you, not just baseball, but softball. We're going to go over all of that. Uh, It was a busy sports weekend, of course, for the Thundering Herd. Also, it was a busy sports weekend because, of course, baseball getting underway. The biggest sports entertainment event of the season took place Saturday and Sunday, and that's the WWE and WrestleMania. We'll talk about that because making news today, merging with the U. FC. Can you believe that? 
So we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to talk about with herd sports. And we'll talk softball. Specifically, we'll lead into this next segment with softball and baseball because good things are happening there. But, of course, we open the text line up for you, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's our number to be a part of the program. Um, I'll tell you this, though. There were a lot of things to follow this weekend. I was also kind of keeping an eye on where would Micah Hanlogden possibly end up. And we talked about this a few days ago, went over some of the schools, and then the reports came out that West Virginia has reached out to Micah Hanlogden. And I thought to myself, well, that makes sense. That makes sense, obviously. You know, a lot of potential there. Sunbelt Conference Freshman of the Year. A lot of potential. That's going to be a, a, a tough loss for the Thundering Herd. And I think we entertained this a little bit a couple days ago. What would you feel if Micah Hanlogden went to WVU? How would you process that? Would you still be, hey, good luck? Kids got to go out and, and take advantage of a better opportunity? Or would you permanently not like this kid anymore? If West Virginia seemed to be the landing spot, now I'm not saying it's going to be, but you know it makes sense for WVU to, to reach out. Some other schools as well, definitely that would be the one you would go, well, wait a minute. And I'm sure a lot of trash talking on social would happen, and that's what really upsets herd fans the most, the social media trash talking. Not the dishing, the taking part. And that would be a big, big Got to take it. So keeping an eye on that. Just I'm curious. I ultimately want to know where he finds a new home at. Because I hate that Marshall's losing the kid. But I want to find out soon as as soon as we know. I want to know. As soon as it's available. I want to know where this kid ends up. I like the kid. Hopefully he's not going anywhere close by. And Marshall won't see him again on the basketball floor in, in the immediate future at least. Uh, since we're talking about basketball, I'll just keep it on the basketball topic just for a minute. Um, and this is really more of just a this is more a PSA than anything. But the uh, summer camp schedule is out. I know a lot of you like taking your kids to the summer camp, so that's up on HerdZone.com. And Herd Camp's going to run from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Monday, June 5th, to Wednesday, June 7th, and from 9 a.m. to noon on Thursday, June 8th. Uh, you can get costs because as you bring more kids into this, the cost for individuals, if you group them together, you get sort of a discount and a break. So uh, if you're interested in that, that information's out now. Again, just sort of a PSA, really – not uh, not much as far as sports news, more of, hey, it's that time of year. Camps are going on all across the country, every single state. Everybody's got a basketball camp, and if you love the herd, well, the herd summer camp is going to be uh, taking place soon. So you can get that information over on Herd Zone. But I want to hear from you. You can join me, text line 304-396-TALK, 304 304- 396-8255. We'll dive deeper into this weekend. What happened with the Thundering Herd? Well, we got a lot of good things to talk about with the Herd. Baseball, softball, of course. We'll get into all of that later on. Uh, we'll talk about some of the news of the day. I mentioned the UFC and the WWE 
are all going to be now part of the same company. That means I can't wait for that Roman Reigns-Conor McGregor match that I've always dreamed of. By the way, Cody Rhodes got robbed at WrestleMania. If you watch that on Sunday, Cody Rhodes got robbed. We'll get into that much later. But get you caught up on what happened with the Thundering Herd this weekend. We'll do that when we continue on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to your Monday, April 3rd edition. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It's April 3rd. We're a couple days away from April Fool's. Thank goodness. I actually got a couple people text me over the weekend and seriously bought it hook, line, and sinker. It's April Fool's, so you got to be careful sometimes what some people put out there as funny. And Marshall tweeted out on April Fool's Day, mind you, that construction on the new baseball park, stadium, complex, paused due to the rising cost of goods and services. And a lot of people bought that. Hook, line, and sinker. I actually did have a couple of people text me directly. Did you see this? Did you know that they're doing this? And they were serious in their assertion that this was real. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was the, the best April Fool's prank I, I've seen. Especially with all the issues that has uh, taken place with getting that thing built. So that was uh, that was April Fool's for the Thundering Herd. But this is no joking matter. The Thundering Herd got stuff done this weekend. Baseball team now 13-12, and 4-5 and five in Sunbelt play. Won its first Sunbelt Conference Series with a 4-3 win in Monroe, Louisiana on Sunday. Beat the Warhawks. So now... Thundering Herd can claim its first Sun Belt Series, and that's a step in the right direction. Now the Thundering Herd getting set to play host to the West Virginia Mountaineers. That's coming up on Wednesday. That's at 6 o'clock up in Charleston, Go Mart Ballpark. So hopefully the Thundering Herd can have another outstanding performance. I thought the Herd played well against the Mountaineers. Last those two teams met, didn't go the Thundering Herd's way. But I really thought that Marshall played well in that one. We'll see if a change of venue is going to help the Thundering Herd. And then on softball side, the streak continues now to 21 games without a loss for the Thundering Herd as Marshall swept the series against Georgia State and even got a shutout in one of the games. So Marshall, let me tell you what Marshall, first of all, Marshall's not going to travel to Monroe, Louisiana for the first time in program history. Going to take on the ULM Warhawks. So that's going to be on Thursday, April 6th. And the herd right now stands 56 in the RPI. Undefeated in Sunbelt play, 7-0. Enjoying the third longest win streak in the nation at 21 games leading the Sun Belt in 11 statistical categories. Also, the softball team, top five nationally in batting average, second in the country to be exact, 
and ERA fourth in the country. This is a solid baseball team. I don't know. I'm sorry, solid softball team. I don't know when the next loss will be, but I think the losses are going to be few and far between. This is one of those teams I think can really make a run in the postseason in the Sun Belt Tournament. This could be the team that wins Marshall its first team championship. Softball could be the team. You could get that regular season championship. You could get that tournament championship. Hey, let's be greedy. Let's get them both. This could be the first team to win that championship for Thundering Herd Athletics. And again, I know you might have put your money on soccer. That might have been where the money was going. If you were laying down bets, which Thundering Herd team would win the first Sunbelt Championship? I'm sure a lot of you put your money, rightfully so, on men's soccer. Now, with that said, I think softball was very close behind in my mind. I think football is still maybe a year away, year two maybe. We'll see. It's a tough league. Sunbelt football, you, there are no gimmies out there in the Sunbelt. I don't think this league is uh, is going to be a cakewalk for Charles Huff. He knows it. He knows it. He acknowledges it. At the same time, I think the Thunder here is going to be really good. So let's not uh, let's not downplay what Marshall might be able to do as well. But on the softball side, I think this is going to be the team that wins, breaks through, gets that first Sunbelt Conference championship, either regular season or tournament. Might as well get them both while you can. And then as far as the soccer team, since I'm talking about them, you know the spring league is going on right now, the college spring league. And Marshall beat Ohio State 3-1. to So now it's Marshall and Louisville. Those are the only – that's the only team Marshall hasn't faced yet in the South. Two divisions here. Marshall is going to face Louisville, also sitting on top of the South. So if Marshall can beat Louisville, Marshall will win the South. Marshall won the College Spring League last season. I'm sure Chris Grassy would love to repeat and do that again. I don't know if you know this about Chris Grassy. He is a trophy collector. He likes the trophies. Huge fan of the hardware. He joked one time that they need to find some more shelving at the complex because they're just stepping over trophies. That's how many trophies they have. I mean, he was flexing a little bit on me, but still want that conference championship. And I know Chris Grassy does as well. But, you know, I'll take this I'll take this college spring league as well. There's some good teams in this thing. But Marshall beating Ohio State 3-1, pretty good. That's outstanding. And now you got to take on Louisville. So we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, and the Marshall Thundering Herd mostly doing this on the road as well. Keep that in mind. Marshall's doing this thing mostly on the road. I would like to have seen a couple more of these games in Huntington, but on the road, taking care of business, I think this is going to benefit Marshall in the long run. And, you know, Chris has been really vocal. He likes likes playing soccer in the spring. I don't know if we're going to see more of that, but he definitely likes spring soccer more. And speaking of Thundering Herd Athletics, um, 
I always want to try to keep tabs on uh, what John Mercer and his squad's doing. And the Thundering Herd, 2-0 and in weekend matches, including yesterday defeating Louisiana 5-2. to So some good stuff happening for the Thundering Herd. And, of course, Marshall Women's Golf in action uh, at the uh, – Colonel Classic, that's uh, hosted by Eastern Kentucky University. So uh, they're in the Colonel Classic. Busy weekend. And, of course, spring continues for the Marshall football team as Coach Huff getting the pads on for the team. So the team gets closer and closer to the spring game as Marshall getting set, at least in this phase before uh, really getting it underway we got a summer to enjoy, though. Let's not, let's not wish the summer away too fast. But spring football continues for Coach Huff and his squad. We'll get your text in. We'll do that at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We've got a couple other things we can get into you with. Uh, baseball over the weekend. Uh, not a good start for the – it was okay, but it wasn't the best start for the Pittsburgh Pirates. It was for the Reds, though. The Reds getting it done – against the Pirates this weekend. Also, uh, we'll, we'll check in with the uh, Cleveland Guardians and see where they're at. And, um, you know, one of the uh, biggest entertainment companies in the world just got bigger as the WWE and the company that runs Ultimate Fighting Championship are going to combine to create a $21.4 billion sports entertainment company. Again, I'm going to get that Conor McGregory Matchup. I've always wanted with Roman Reigns. I just want to see McGregor knock him out because Cody Rhodes got jobbed on Sunday. WrestleMania. That's all I'm going to say about that. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's the Monday, April 3rd edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I've got my text line open. You can be a part of the program. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Start of baseball to the celebration of many of you. There are casual fans like sports, and then there are baseball fans. And uh, a lot of you were adamant that it was a national holiday. And for those in Cincinnati, it is with opening day. I saw a lot of the photos from opening day. And uh, let me tell you, um, I don't know of too many communities that get into opening day the way the Reds do. And, of course, what did the Pirates do? Go in and win that opening day game. And uh, the Pirates haven't won since. The uh, Reds take two out of three in the series. So the Pirates now are going to open up tonight in Boston. The Reds are going to continue the homestand with the Chicago Cubs coming into Great American Ballpark. So 3-1 yesterday in Sunday baseball. And then after the national championship is done, uh, we'll have Pirates baseball all spring and summer long. For the entirety of the warm months, we'll have baseball for you right until we get back into Marshall football again. Cleveland Guardians in 10 innings yesterday get the win over the Mariners 6-5. to five. So Cleveland takes three out of four in the series and opens a series with the Oakland Athletics tonight. And talking about baseball, games are going by quicker. Major League Baseball's rules to speed up 
the average time of a game. So far, so good. Now, this is just through the first four days of the season. The average game time has dropped by 30 minutes. Stolen bases have doubled. Batting average has increased by 16 percentage points compared to last year's opening weekend. Games now are averaging two hours and 38 minutes. That's through thun- that easy for me to say. That's through Sunday with the new pitch clock, which is down from three hours and eight minutes for the first days of the 2022 season and a three-hour, four-minute final average. So does losing 30 minutes of game time or clock time, let's not call it game time, let's just call it clock time, does shortening the average time that a game is played in does that really change the experience for you all of a sudden? You're, you're more apt to watch a game or you're, you're more interested. You'll tune in. Maybe you'll go to a game. And the one thing I did like about baseball always was the game was over when the game was over. Right? The game's over. You know, can't sit there. I mean, it could be quick game. It could be a slow game. But the game always ends when the game is over. No artificial time management system here. You know, hockey, football, basketball, there's a game clock. And when the clock runs out, whichever team has the most points wins the game. Baseball, it's over when it's over. So now it's uh, it's dropped by 30 minutes. So I'm curious, will that increase attendance? Will that maybe put more eyeballs back on baseball. People may be a little bit more interested. You know, you know what? A couple, two and a half hours, yeah, I can, I can spend a couple hours or so. I can spend two and a half into a game. Then you get into like three hours, and then you're like, yeah, I've been watching this game for a while. I mean, that's the one thing I, I like about football, pro football. Starts after one, done before four for most games. It feels quicker. I don't know if you want to speed up pro football. Would you try to speed up pro football? Maybe you can get more inventory in TV-wise. No, pro football is not going to speed up anytime soon. But baseball speeding up here, two hours and 38 minutes for games. So, yeah, you get home this evening. Yeah, you want to listen to the game or watch a game. Yeah, turn it on. Most games start what seven o'clock, seven. Yeah, it, that's around the average. You're done by like nine thirty. Okay, that's not terrible. Yeah, if a if a game starts later, if it's a West Coast game, you know what? Maybe I'll stay up a little bit because it's it's not. Yeah, it starts later, but it should be over soon. I can yeah, I can spend a little time. I think that's what they're trying to go for here is. Speed the game up, make it seem more exciting. At the same time, increase offense. And you know, if I get a, if I can invest two and a half hours instead of three, you know, maybe I'm going to watch a little bit more. Maybe I'm not going to consider it as such a time sink. And of course, because we're we're all busy now, it's a fast paced society. We're all in a in a world where we're just you know, twenty seconds, and if I don't have your attention, I'm moving on to the next. It's a TikTok world. And we're just living in it. We're living in a TikTok world. So 
that's where we're at with baseball right now. Again, Pirates in action series tonight with Boston. We'll have the game starting tomorrow. We've got the championship game of the basketball world, the world champions, the, uh, the NCAA championship game coming up tonight in Houston. San Diego State versus Connecticut, UConn. And I joke with our receptionist who's uh, from that area. Uh, every time I look at her and say, hey, UConn's not going to win this thing. Um, here they are. I did that a few years ago, and they won it. So I, I joked with her again today uh, since they had not um, yeah, got this far in a few years and she didn't participate in our bracket. I'm like, yeah, I can see why you're not going to participate. UConn's not going to win it, and here they are. So that's my prediction for tonight, UConn beating San Diego State. We've got it for you. 7.30 going to be our airtime here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, the other thing that uh, we're talking about today, Last night, night number two of WrestleMania. And viewership is up for WrestleMania. Attendance was huge at SoFi Stadium. Set stadium records the first day and then the second day. So, huge event. Uh, Night number one, probably the better night of the two. But if you didn't watch yesterday, Brock Lesnar won. That was a really... That was an okay match against uh, the giant Omos. Uh, Ronda Rousey and her teammate Shayna Baszler won the women's four-way battle. It was a fatal four-way. Okay, I I wasn't into that. Um, The Intercontinental Championship was retained by Gunther, if you're following, uh, if you follow wrestling a little bit, defeating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. Bianca Belair won the uh, Raw Women's title against Asuka. Um, Snoop Dogg punched The Miz after um, the son of uh, Executive Chairman Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, came out and a, um, you know, one of those comedy, comic relief skits and came out and injured himself. And so Snoop Dogg had to take over. But I think the, the last two matches were exciting. Edge defeated Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. That was a great match. And then the uh, championship between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes for the uh, WWE Undisputed Universal title, which, honestly, the buildup and the hype for this thing led me to think, okay, maybe this is going to be the time that Cody Rhodes... He's going to be the one to defeat Roman Reigns, and no, the WWE jobbed him as he had to face off against not only Roman Reigns and uh, the wise man, Paul Heyman, but also uh, the bloodline, the faction. So, um, big event, huge match. Roman Reigns hasn't been defeated since 2019, and now the WWE is in a huge deal with the company that runs Ultimate Fighting Championship. Going to combine Endeavor Group Holdings. Going to take a 51% controlling interest in the new company. WWE shareholders will have 49%. Going to be a brand new publicly traded company. Going to house both brands. It's going to be a $21.4 billion sports entertainment company. So, a lot of us, we like 
the WWE pay-per-views, right? I can't speak for all of you, but we like the WWE events and UFC. We love all of that. Huge company now. I mean, these are two of the biggest sports brands out there. They're, they're two of the biggest sports brands going. And now it's going to be under one umbrella, which is going to rebrand itself. It's a new business. But now you ha- if, if you if you're into the fight game, UFC probably is more in your wheelhouse than boxing right now. Is that fair to say? I think more people enjoy UFC than boxing right now. I remember growing up as a kid, boxing was big. And it just it lost its way. Now, it's all we talk about, if we talk about the fight game, is UFC. And then for the sports entertainment side, there's the WWE. And uh, we're not going to... We're not going to cover this on a daily basis. I mean, I, hey, I, I hate to break it to you, but the results are fixed. I don't know if you knew that, but the results are fixed. But these things are uh, these things are huge spectacles, and now you've got this merging of what is a gigantic spectacle with scripted outcomes in WWE, and then. The evolution of boxing with mixed martial arts, UFC, which is, by all accounts, legitimate. The outcomes are not scripted, even though Conor McGregor would fit right in in a WWE ring. Putting the companies together, and it's going to be a $21.4 billion sports entertainment company, which I think uh, that's that's just going to make... The brands, both the brands grow instantly. And I don't know where boxing is ever going to rebound. I don't think boxing as a sport, at least anytime soon, could come anywhere close to being a a brand like UFC or WWE for that matter. But if we're just going to stay with the non-scripted sports, UFC now and a company with a value of $21.4 billion. That's huge. That is that is huge. And the reason this interests me is because I'm curious to see how these brands continue as far as product distribution. Because right now, it used to be the pay-per-view on your cable or satellite. That used to be the thing. Try to get buy-ins. And I don't know about you, but I'm not too willing to spend a lot of money on a, say, for example, a boxing pay-per-view. And for a while, why would I do that? Because Tyson would come out when it was when it was Mike Tyson's world, and we were just living in it. Tyson would come out and just knock a guy out. And I'm sitting there going, I paid a lot of money just to watch Tyson knock this guy out in the first round. Yeah, no value there. I mean, at least you know with UFC, you get you get a really compelling show. You get your money's worth, I would think, but still, it's kind of pricey right now. And I'm kind of curious to see how the distribution model, because I've been following also the Diamond Sports Group, just to swing it back a little bit, the baseball. There are reports that the uh, Diamond Sports Group, and if you're not familiar with Diamond Sports, 
if you're a big fan of, say, the Reds or you're a big fan of the Guardians, this is the group that has all those R, uh, you know, RSNs. So, Bally Sports. And there was a report that came out that the Guardians might not get paid. That Diamond Sports Group is unlikely, that's what the headline read, to make first payment on Guardians TV fees. Because, according to the reports, they're paying out more than what they're making off of baseball. Now, we're talking about Cleveland, some of the other markets. And I'm curious to see what the future of baseball distribution looks like, only because I think that's where it's all going. I mean, the NFL Sunday ticket, it left satellite. I don't think we're going to see the uh, NBA completely leave uh, broadcast and satellite anytime soon. You know, Major League Baseball, you know, when I want to watch Major League Baseball, I turn on the radio if I want to listen or if I really just want to watch it. You know, I've got, you know, I've got the uh, Ohio and the Pittsburgh channels uh, at my disposal so I can keep up that way. Because going back away, remember, just at least here locally, Reds baseball used to be over the air. You didn't have to have cable or satellite. It was over the air back in the day. And so now, and all these ridiculous blackout rules, how this stuff's going to apply. Uh, And then here I am with options to get uh, baseball, streaming, and the blackout rules are kind of ridiculous there. NBA, NHL, not so bad. Now NFL Sunday ticket, that's going to be a completely different animal. So I'm kind of curious to see where this new entertainment group goes with the fight game and, you know, more legitimately talking about the uh, UFC than I am the WWE because right now you can get the WWE pay-per-views or, or their uh, premium events on Peacock. I don't know if that's going to change here, but we just have so many different platforms, streaming apps. Yeah, There's not really a central look. Remember when we just had cable? We had over-the-air TV, then we had cable, and it all made sense. And now we've got so many different platforms. So there's a lot going on here with the sports dollar today. But this was a, I thought this was interesting, to say the least. The text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I appreciate everyone being with me today. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Our text line always open for you. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And you can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. A lot of amazing people on Twitter for me over the weekend. I appreciate all of you. I found out I got some good people on Twitter that uh, follow me this weekend, so I appreciate uh, them, and uh, you can be there as well. Again, it's Paul Swan on Twitter. Uh, until then, uh, we got a few minutes to go. Um, a couple of items uh, to tell you about. First of all, 
Uh, we found out not that long ago. If you're uh, if you're into high school sports in the state of West Virginia, you know the name of Bernie Dolan. Well, he is um, he's retiring. I'm sure he's still going to be active in some degree, but he has uh, been with the WVSSAC. Was it eight years now? I think. I think it's a. I think it's been eight years, and of course, you know, he had to deal with a lot of things, including COVID, of course, uh, and basketball going to the four classifications and, and other th- issues. So uh, he is uh, retiring. He's in his 60s. So um, I'm sure he's going to be doing a lot of fishing and other things you do in your retirement. What do you do in retirement? I don't know if I'll get there. I work in radio. I don't know if I'll get the retirement just yet. I, I might have to. Once I get into the, my retirement years, you know, we're going to have to figure this out. I, hopefully that's going to be a ways to go. I hope I still got a, left, a lot left in the gas tank. But Bernie Dolan uh, retiring today. And uh, on the basketball front, um, I left myself a note as something I probably should talk about. Uh, West Virginia University making the announcement of Mark Kellogg as the seventh women's basketball coach in program history. Kellogg was previously the head coach of Stephen F. Austin, so uh, that is a move up from Stephen F. Austin to West Virginia. It'll be interesting to see how the women's program continues to develop now under uh, the uh, leadership of Mark Kellogg. Saw some initial reactions to that on, on Twitter. Not uh, sort of like a meh. I think Marshall, for its job hire, went splashy. But splashy's not necessarily always going to win the day. So I don't think Kellogg's splashy. But we'll see. We'll see what the, uh, the bump up from Stephen F. Austin to WV looks like. That's a good program to go to, WVU. I mean, competing in the Big 12, should you should be able to win. You should be able to win. If you're if you are competing in the Big 12, that means you've got Big 12 resources. You should be able to put together a good competitive program. So we'll see how that pans out for WVU. Uh, that's pretty much it. I think that's a complete day. Don't forget, we've got the championship coming up tonight, national championship between San Diego State and UConn. Uh, that coverage locally brought to you by Kentucky Farmers Bank and GoMart. We'll have it for you coming up tonight. 7.30 is going to be our airtime. And then baseball, rest of the way, rest of the season. So we'll get this national championship thing decided tonight. And then uh, it's going to be baseball season around these parts. So I'm looking forward to it. I think UConn's going to win it tonight. That's probably not the, uh, the exciting pick. I like San Diego State, but I think UConn's got this one tonight. And that's going to do it, and I appreciate you being here today for me. The uh, the fun never really ends. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, and you can always text the program at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We'll be back on Tuesday, and we're going to do it all over again. Until then, have a great night, everyone. And thanks for listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.